Genesis 3, and we're going to start with verse 8. Notice these words here. And this is right after, right after the serpent comes and deceives and they partake of the tree. Notice what is said here in the Word of God. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of thee in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman whom thou gavest to me to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I ate. Let us pray. Jesus, bless this reading of Your Word. May we hear Your voice, even this afternoon, in this moment we have together, to look at Your Word. And would You speak to us? And when You speak to us, may we say yes and amen. In Your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Have you ever been walking or maybe sped your pace up to a one of those speed walks and accidentally tripped? You ever done that? You're just walking along and you trip. Uh, it's happened to me more than I would like to admit, and it's always embarrassing. And when I get up, have you ever seen somebody do that? If you've ever seen somebody fall over while they're walking, they always get up and what they start doing, they start looking around, right? Like, what was that? The, the, there must have been a step there or a, a stone there or something. Surely it wasn't my fault uh, that I fell, but rather it was something that I didn't, that I didn't see, right? And you know, that's what I hear when I read this text. Humanity, all of us, we fall. This is called the fall. And it's because we fall far from God. And we look around to blame somebody else. That's our first initial reaction, isn't it? We look around and we want to point the finger at somebody else, point the finger at something else. You know, the man points to his wife. The wife points to the serpent. Everybody's pointing in different directions. But you know what is true and what we have to do is really we have to confess that it was really just us. We're the only ones in the hallway when we trip. And then we repent, which means we turn and don't any longer walk down that way. And only by God's grace can we do that. And then we believe. And when we believe, He comes through for us. You know, the fall of mankind is not just a fall from a chair. It's a fall from the Empire State Building. We get really messed up. It's not just a a bruise on the hip. It's instead, we're a disaster. And we need God to come rescue us. And the good news is, He has done that. We don't have to wonder who God is. We can know Him. We don't have to think and act like we don't know what He wants us to do because He's told us what He wants us to do. And He says the greatest of all the commandments is to love God and love your neighbor as yourself. What's this life compared to eternity? But a breath. A flower that rises and falls within a couple months. Just like that smoke from the grill is pretty strong when it comes right off the grill, but then it dissipates into the air, so too will we all 
pass away in this life. And we will enter into eternity. So I want you to just... Now look, you look very comfortable in the shade. And I like that. I like that you've got some shade today. That's, that's super nice. Um, but I want you to turn your attention just this afternoon for just a moment to eternity. We're only here for a short while. But eternity is forever. What you do here matters for eternity. For forever. Some of us want to blame our parents, our situation, our boss, our cousins, our friends, the government. You just name it and somebody's pointing a finger in that direction. Stop the blame game. The buck stops here. The Scripture says that we must all admit that we are sinners and in need of God. That's everybody. We're all in the same boat. You've heard Walter this morning say he came from a tough circumstance. Do you see him up here complaining? I didn't hear complaining coming out of his mouth, but thanksgiving is filled in his heart. How You say, how is that even possible? Because of God. Because of God. God is greater than... You, you, you name something. If, we, if I could just go around right now and ask you your situation, let's all just name it. And you know what? I could say at the end of that statement, God is greater. Amen. God is greater. And here's the good news, is His presence is all around us. Have you ever thought you were alone and all of a sudden you realized you weren't? There's a presence there. There, You hear a noise that you know cannot be anything other than a human. That's kind of a, a scary situation, especially in a building where nobody should be but you. That's happened to me before. It's weird to have this presence around. You know what? Sometimes we miss the sounds that God has given us in His creation and we don't even hear it anymore. We don't know that He is with us. Some of us haven't felt the presence of God in a long time. I'm here to tell you the good news is He can give us eyes to see. That's what the Scripture says. He can give us eyes to see. He's written it large in creation. All we have to do is stop and smell the roses in a literal way. Stop today and notice how designed creation is. How beautiful it is. Every morning He paints something for us in the sky. Every evening He again paints a different color in the sky as the sun sets. It's for us. He created the world and He put us right at the top of it and wanted us almost like my kids when they make something, they draw it up and give it to me and they want me to say, that looks awesome. Sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it doesn't, you know what I mean? But I always say, thank you so much, buddy! I'm glad I look like that, you know? Um, The reality is God has painted something beautiful right here. Right, written large in creation. But you know what else? He's also, we can see His presence right here in the Bible. He says, I will be with you always. And He is. His presence is with us. And some of us are not able to see that because we don't have faith. He's written it plainly in the Bible. And you know what? He's also proven His love, proven His presence to us by becoming one of us. Now that's, you know, I don't know about you, but I've looked at the other world's religions, what everybody else has to offer, 
and nobody saying God is coming after us. No, they're all saying we need to go after God. We're all in pursuit of God. The Bible will show us, Jesus will show us that He is the groom who comes after His bride. He's the one who comes after us, the hound of heaven, as we call Him, who is sniffing you out, following your path. You're trying to get away. He will not let you get away. He is right there. No matter how dark things become for you, Psalm 139 says, even if I go to the depths of the pit, guess what? He's there. He's there. If I take a rocket ship and go to a different planet, guess what? He's there. Amen. There is no escaping God. We must deal with the fact that He is here with us. And in the face of Jesus is the presence of God. You know, in the Hebrew, if you want to learn sort of the Hebrew term, when the Bible in the Old Testament says presence, it literally says in Hebrew, face. So when God says, my presence will go with you, Moses, He's saying, my face will go with you. God's face is shining down on you today and He is for you. That's good news. Because He has the ability to save in Him alone. Not only that, not only His presence is all around us, but His love. He loves you. I want you to know today that God loves you. You say, I don't know, I think He's forgotten about me. I think think because of my circumstances, God doesn't care about me. And that's the enemy. That's the enemy trying to blind you from the truth. The truth is, He loves you. He is for you. You know what? Sin is like a fog that sets in on our life. You ever been in a dense fog where you can't even see really 100 yards, 50 yards out in front of you. The thing you're looking for may be right beside you, but because of the fog of sin, you cannot see it. Guess what? He's the Son. He can lift that fog where you can see His love, where you can know His presence. We don't have to remain in the unknown. We can experience, no matter your circumstance, His love. Do we have ears, however, to hear it? Nature sings of it every day. This Word here tells of that love to us and Jesus with His own human mouth spoke words of love toward humanity that still (coughs) shakes the foundations of the earth. He has spoken. He speaks today and He will speak from heaven one day and He will end it all and come to get His bride. We've got to make sure that we are wrapped in His love wrapped in His grace because not only is His presence everywhere, all around us, His love is all around us, but also His grace. You know, you're sitting under a nice canopy, uh, some of you are at least, and uh, some of you can still feel the sun beating down. If you want to get a suntan, you don't stand in the shade, right? If you want to get wet, you don't get under an umbrella or a structure. Amen. In the same way, if you want to receive God's grace, step out in faith and let Him pour that grace over you. He will if you will only trust Him. The problem is, we've fallen. We're messed up. We have a will that is bent to do what we want to do, not what God wants to do. Whenever we say no to us and yes to Him, that's when His grace will come. Not when we do it our way. It won't work. You know, you don't have to believe that there's a wall right there. And you can say to yourself, if I run hard enough, I can make it through that. Because that's not a wall. 
But it is a wall, and you're only going to be hurt if you do that. And the Scripture says the way of a transgressor is hard. And the reason why is because you were never designed to do some of the things that you've been caught up doing, that we get addicted to doing. We're putting garbage in the tank, and when we do that, all we're going to do is sputter in life. You say to yourself, well, i got a vehicle, but I can't spend a bunch of money on gas. I'm just going to put water in there. You just destroyed the vehicle. You just destroyed the vehicle. It only runs on fuel. And you know what? The fuel of our life is, guess who? The Holy Spirit. If we are not filling, being filled with the Holy Spirit on a daily basis as we die to ourselves, we will never, ever cruise along in this life on wings of glory. Instead, we'll sputter through life broken down on the side of the road. If that's you today, guess what? The good news is, He's ready to fill your tank. All you got to do is step out in faith to Jesus Christ and ask Him to do it. He's more ready to do it than we are to receive it. And He welcomes you into His family as His beautiful bride. And sometimes we look at all the stuff we have, whether that's a lot or not so much, and all we want is more. Because that's all stuff is. It Stuff is not what we were made for. We were made for God. We were made for other people. You can get as much stuff or as little stuff as you want in this life. It will never make you happy. It will never make it. The only thing that brings true happiness to our soul is Jesus and loving others. The two greatest commandments. So, this afternoon, just being real frank with you, do you see His presence in your life? Or are you blind? The good news is He can open the sight of the blind today. Are you hearing His love? Have you heard that? Do you know that? Because if you haven't, you've heard it now. And what we do with that will be an eternal destination. We can refuse His love. He's not going to force Himself upon us. He's a gentleman. But when we say yes, He is more than ready to give Himself to us. Don't play the blame game. Confess your sins. Repent and believe. And if you have not received His grace, now is the day. Today is the day of salvation. There's no better time than right now to receive His grace. Now here's the the neat thing. Here at Harvest Point, we're we're trying to point to Jesus today. That's all we're trying to do. We're doing that by cooking some hamburgers, some hot dogs, some chips we have for you, all kind of good stuff that we're about to get into. But before we do that, before we do that, let's make sure that we are filled with the Holy Spirit. That we don't just leave here with a filled stomach, but a filled spirit. The stomach will waste away. The spirit will last forever. What is eternity? compared to this life. Choose Jesus today. And here's the good news. People from Harvest Point want to pray for you. Mike wants to pray for you. Others want to pray for you. If you want prayer, if you need prayer, if you need to cry out to Jesus today, we want to invite you as the worship team comes again to sing a song. We're going to invite you down here to the front. And we want to lay hands on you and pray for you. We want to cry out to Jesus with you. Look, we've all been there before. There's not one person sitting here that has not been in need of Jesus. 
And I'm here to tell you, He's ready to answer. He's ready to pour out His love upon us. Don't be like the person who just blames someone else and gets nothing and leaves today still angry. No, instead, turn to Him and He will feed us with everlasting life. Amen. Let me pray for you and then I'm going to...